This podcast is sponsored by VIP Streams TV. VIP Streams TV is a premier cable and satellite alternative. Starting at just $35 a month, VIP Streams TV provides all of your streaming needs in one convenient app. With a customizable TV guide and a user-friendly interface, you can enjoy all your favorite movies, shows, and sports on any Android device. At VIP Streams TV, there are no credit checks, no deposits, and no cancellation fees. Registration is fast and easy at VIP Streams with a Z TV.com. That's VIP Streams TV.com. I have a question for the RCSD school district. I am a teacher in the district. My question is, will the district install HEPA filters with a high MERV rating like what Como asked for in restaurants and malls? I feel that this is important for our health, um, and I would like to know the answer. Thanks, Kim. Okay, and then some. Dr. Smalls, Leon, there you go. I call it the HEPA, HEPA question. Ready for me to go? Yep, go ahead. Okay, great. So that really is a very good question, and um, I need to break it down in this way. Um, so our facilities department certainly is working around the clock uh, to make sure that again, the buildings are as safe as they possibly can be. So what does that look like? Couple of things, um, increasing filter replacement, uh, the frequency of filter replacement. So that will be happening. Um, I'm not sure if people realize, but all of our buildings are designed with outside air cap capabilities and they do ventilate each of the buildings to the standards that have been set. Um, and so the systems are designed to ventilate without the need for opening outside windows. The other thing is with the ventilation, they're designed to keep the fresh air with a full population of students in the room of about 30 or 30 individuals. So with our hybrid model, we're only bringing in 12 students around that to a classroom. So it effectively um, uh, doubles the ventilation uh, requirements. Um, and so, but we're constantly looking and talking with other folks, but there are, uh, they've been very focused on um, implementing these new measures into each of our schools. I didn't know you have to be so technically adept to be superintendent. You've got to know oh, yeah. all these details. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, you know, with COVID-19, and I'm sure the mayor can say, not only have we had to, you know, be experts in the current things, but we've had to learn about increased about the medical field and we become physicists and about technicalities of ventilation. I have learned so much on this on this journey. Uh, I'm certainly better for it, but um, and then we have to and then we have to quickly continually pivot. So well, I can, absolutely. I it's had, a I matter had asthma. I had asthma as a kid in school. What how's mm -hmm. a kid with asthma gonna wear a mask? Um you can you can there's you can my, my sister has asthma and um you've got to be really careful and if there's thing you know flexibilities as far as if we're able to get outside to kind of take a break or get into some areas but um you know this really is about keeping safe but here's the thing um andre is that you know if we have students and or staff who have medical conditions we're going to have to make allowances for that and that may transition from them being in buildings right in the buildings to doing things remotely so we have to constantly be mindful of that as well and i just want to pivot um or piggyback on what the superintendent is saying because we have the the same issues with 
our employees that work for City Hall as well, you know, that have medical conditions. And so we have to be able to adapt to the changing environment and change at a moment's notice when it's needed. And so at this point in time, keeping people as safe as possible and listening Mm -hmm. to the medical experts is what we've been doing. And they're saying that wearing a mask is what is going to be the best, most effective measure for keeping our students and our um, employees as safe as possible during this time. And if there's more information that comes out in the meantime, then we'll adjust to that. You know, it's a part of making sure that we are listening and um, and deploying those things that are being told to us by the medical experts during this time. Now, your first day back since um, we really don't know until the governor decides, mm-hmm. what's the initial plan? Is it five days a week? Because I see every district is doing something different. So in the Rochester City School District, we've outlined uh, what we submitted is the following to the state education department. For students um, in our specialized programs, so some of our students um, with um, our students with disabilities, um, K-12, where uh, we propose that they come into school on Monday and Tuesday, remote on Wednesday, and then again on Thursday and Friday. Um, for we've also said for students pre-K through four, so these are. our our regular education students that they come to school two days a week and then participate in remote learning three days a week. And basically we would take the class. So if Andre were our second grade teacher, he'd have 50% of his class if they all chose to come in through the model on Monday, Tuesday, and then the other 50% um, in person on Thursday, Friday, and then grades five through 12, Um, would be remote at this time. What I think is so critically important to just emphasize or reiterate is that um, we're asking parents to make the decision, parents and caregivers, by August 14th, so we can um, plan from there because there's transportation that needs to be scheduled, the, the, the routing and how many teachers do we need in, et cetera. So, but it is about our, um, families choosing what they feel is best for their for their child doc how are you going to deal with substitutes substitute teachers how are you going to deal with substitute teachers um well we have a a a bank of folks who we call um human resources actually is working on kind of the vetting process because we have to do the contract contact tracing and all of that but we know that substitute teachers pre-covid were um, were an issue. And so one of the things that we are going to have to fortify and what we're working on is, um, is fortifying online learning. And um, not that it will be the go-to for everything, but that is something that we um, have to uh, beef up and make sure uh, includes information that's going to help students access their learning. But substitute teachers are not just an issue for Rochester. They're an issue across the county, across the state, and across the nation at this point. Mayor, you, if, you see all these things going on. How can the city assist? And so, you know, as we have been doing, working with the superintendent and our team, as the superintendent indicated, uh, Dr. Daniel Lyman-Torres, our commissioner, 
abuse mm -hmm. and recreation services has reached out and we will see what ways we can be of assistance. But mm -hmm. it's going to take a complete partnership and for all of us to do things differently than we've done them in the past. Mm -hmm. We've never had to deal with anything like this before. And, you know, except for I think the last time something like this happened was like 1918. So nobody, <laughs> uh, so none of us was around then. And so we're trying to adjust to this changing time of making sure that transportation is being provided, making sure that children have access to devices, Wi-Fi, food, you know, um, you know, daycare, all these things, and, and mm -hmm. support for families, as well as the the trauma and the, right. the social emotional support that families need during this time, because it is a lot different. Um, but we're all in the same boat. We're just not in the same. We're all in the same storm, but not necessarily in the same boat. And so we just have to have a little bit of compassion. And we have to recognize that the superintendent and her team and all of us are doing our best to navigate these waters as the changes come down daily. Because there are things that what might have been acceptable last week that come next week, you know, she may get a call and say, oh, well, you know what? We thought that you could do that. We don't think that that's the best thing at mm -hmm. this point in time. And so you have to change how you do it. And so we ask that the community bear with us because yes. at the end of the day, we, we're in charge of executing, but but we're getting the information from another source, right? So as the superintendent indicated, the governor is going to make the final decision on, on if her plan or if the plan for all of the superintendents and all of the districts, mm -hmm. so not just the city school district, that if they're okay. And every district is approaching this differently. My daughter goes to a Christian school. And, you know, I got their plan yesterday. We're reviewing it and looking at it to see as a parent is if it's the best thing for her, for us, and we'll have to make a decision. But um, we, in the end, we're doing what we believe is the best thing to keep everyone that comes in contact with our children, everyone that your children come in contact with as safe as possible until they're able to find a either a cure for the COVID or a vaccine that will make everyone safe. Well, ladies, I've got a question. You mentioned community a couple of times. Will there be a sense of classroom community, what they're doing online with Zoom? How are they going to, is that gone now? Because that's one of the things that we all grew up on, a classroom type of community. Can you do that through Zoom? Uh, I think you can. I think it's, it's certainly different. But, you know, our teachers have been incredibly flexible. They've been very resilient. And they've worked to embed uh, different strategies into ways that can, can, they can connect with students. But the classroom community is not just the teacher alone. It takes the social workers, the counselors, the psychologists. They're working to provide support. And so whereas if the, you know, the class had been online from March until the end of the school year, um, you know, we had some situations where we're, we were doing just kind of drive-bys and checking in with kids if we hadn't heard from them in a while or they weren't logging in. Um, we did set up social-emotional rooms because those needs are so important, as the mayor has said. You know, we've dealt with significant trauma. So not just the everyday trauma that a Rochester City School District may, student may encounter. Then there, there's the trauma of not being able to physically come to attend school from March until the end of the year. And, and we know that some of our students 
they come to school because school is the sanctuary for them. And so that was cut off very abruptly because of the pandemic. We also know that our students have experienced the trauma of racism and this recent murder of George Floyd has made it very difficult. And we've seen how that that's played out in our Rochester community. So I've been very, very um, uh, cognizant of those that, that trauma and the intersectionality of that. And so we've been working with our, our counselors, our social workers, et cetera, to provide supports. But um, as, as Mayor Warren said, some of the things that makes it so difficult is because we're so used to instruction, teaching, and learning and school occur in, in, a, in a consistent way for many, many years from back in the day when the mayor was a student as well as I was and when you were, Andre. But we're pivoting, we're adjusting, we're being flexible, and we're, we're trying to figure out how to make it most meaningful and supportive for our students given this new set of uh, rules of engagement. Mayor, you want to add to that? No, I think that this superintendent is absolutely right and that we have to change. And unfortunately, uh, we're, we're being forced to change. And change mm -hmm. is hard. You know, it going is. through, you know, a lot of people say, I want things to change. But when you have to go through the process of change, it's really, really hard because it's like, I don't want to change this way. And we are being forced to not only educate our children differently, but also to interact with our children differently. And children are very astute. They're very smart. Mm -hmm. They know what's going on. You know, I, I, you know, I've watched my daughter over the last couple months. You know, at first when her school went to online learning, it was, you know, it was fun. It was, um, it was different. Um, being able to wake up a little bit later than then getting on a bus at 7 a.m. But then it became a little bit emotionally tolling on her. And so, we, you know, because of that interaction, wanting to be with her classmates, wanting to be in a classroom and figuring out ways to adjust. And that's why it's so very, very important that we do this together, that mm -hmm. the parents work with the, with the teachers and the principal and a superintendent and the community to really wrap our arms around our children at this point in time while they adjust, adjust to this new normal um, and what it looks like to them. Mask, you know, not necessarily being in a classroom every day, being on the computer, but making sure that they understand that they can do this. We can mm -hmm. do this. It's not that we can't. We can do this. We can do anything that we put our minds to. We just have to want to do it and do it well. And I believe that this community has shown over and over and over again how resilient we are and how we can change for the better because we have changed in the past. When you look at Rochester's history, first we was a flour mill city. That's F-L-O-U-R. Uh -huh. And the flour mills went away and we adjusted. We changed. We became the flower city, F-L-O-W-E-R, where we had nurseries and, and flowers. That's why the Maplewood uh -huh. Rose Garden and the Lilac Festival, that's where that history came from. And then that industry sort of went away. And now, and then we became the image capital of the world where it was Kodak, Xerox, and Basham Long. And uh -huh. then that industry went away. And then we became the photonics capital of the world, which we're in right now. And so all of that to say that we can change. We have changed before. 
And every time we've changed, we have come out stronger and better than we were before. And we know that going through the process is very, very hard. But when we go through the process, through the process together, when we get to the other side, I can assure you that we will be better off for it. Well, you know, I'm a student of math and I love history. And I just want to make sure people know that the fuel and oil powered the machine of change has always been women. And I'm uh -huh. glad to have you two strong-minded, intelligent black women on the air because thank you for taking the time. But I've got a few other questions we want to pose. I want folks to know you're listening to Dr. Leslie Meyer-Small, the Rochester City School District and Superintendent, and Mayor Lovely Warren. Ladies, you have one heck of a year ahead of you. And <laughs> We're you, ready for it. I know. You must play football because it looks like you got to call audibles every day. Andre, can I just say something really quickly? No, go ahead. Please take the time. This moment, when I just heard Mayor Warren uh, say that, make those that, those last set of statements, this is the joy that as an educator we get when we see our former students thrive and they're achieving their dreams. And I hope this doesn't sound pejorative at all, Mayor Warren, but I am so incredibly proud of you. And to just see how that that untapped, some of that untapped potential that we saw way back in the day, right? To see how you have evolved and what you you still are becoming. I am so incredibly proud of you and I'm honored to uh, co-labor and, and, and work with you to help support our entire city. So I'm very Thank proud you. of you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And so, you know, for those that <laughs> that may not know, I, I wasn't the best of the best of the best when I was in high school. <laughs> I was going to slip that in in the next break. Uh. <laughs> around i knew so, so 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 the superintendent she just eloquently stated you know like you know hey listen that all that untapped potential we knew what you could be that's why we never gave up on you well i want folks not to give up on us we have to we, have to the community. we can do this together we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back this podcast is sponsored by vip streams tv VIP Streams TV is a premier cable and satellite alternative. Starting at just $35 a month, VIP Streams TV provides all of your streaming needs in one convenient app. With a customizable TV guide and a user-friendly interface, you can enjoy all your favorite movies, shows, and sports on any Android device. At VIP Streams TV, there are no credit checks, no deposits, and no cancellation fees. Registration is fast and easy at VIPstreamsTV.com. That's VIPstreamsTV.com. Well, I have to slide one in question for me. Being an employer, I'm, uh, I've got um, on the air with me the superintendent of Rochester, Dr. Leslie Myers-Small, and the mayor of Rochester, Lovely Warren. And the question I have is I'm uh, dealing with proficiency because I'm wondering what this new system, mm -hmm. what kind of interns will I be getting what kind of employees will be coming out of the city school district? I'm interested mm -hmm. in the proficiency more than anything else right now. Not that I'm not concerned about health, because I know we're all going to have to make changes. But mm -hmm. proficiency is a big deal. Agreed, Andre, and I, I concur with you. That that has been certainly amongst my top uh, concern as far as now what? We had students that shifted automatically overnight to go online from March to uh, June. And we know that the research said that um, even though that was a few months, there could be up to 18 months of gaps that have been created. And then now 
we start the school year uh, with potentially some of our students um, online. So we have been scouring literally across the country. I'm a member of the Council of Great City Schools. I work with the Big Five to really see how to make sure that we have fortified the online learning process for students and how do we make sure that we don't continue to have gaps. Our students already had gaps pre-COVID and you know that digital divide certainly exacerbates it and just uh, the fact that there's, no, there's nothing that beats a teacher being in front of a student. So we are working diligently to make sure that we have systems in place. Internally, we're working on it. Externally, we're working on it. But that is a concern of mine that I share, and we're working to uh, to address that. Well, and I know that it's, it's go ahead, just Mayor. going to be it's it's going to be difficult because, mm -hmm. as the superintendent indicated, we've already we already know that many of our young people have been dealing with some some academic gaps, and so mm -hmm. being able to stay on top of that, identify it, and and I know that that's what the city wants to do when it comes down to supporting the the superintendent and her work is how do we fill those gaps? How do we support you um, through our Department of Youth and Recreation yes. Services through our our library? system how do we fill those gaps and work with the community to step up and help and you know that could be leaning on churches to adopt uh -huh. a, a different school um, leaning on businesses to do so as well but as we go forward we just want everyone to know that we are going to be doing this by working together and not in silos and figuring out how Great. we can best assist um, the superintendent and the work that she needs to do in order to make sure that our children that are graduating, that are going to the next grade, have the support and the resources that they need in order to do so. Thank you, ladies, um, taking the time. I uh, don't think this has ever been done before. Well, the superintendent and mayor. So I just want to let you know I'm in support of anything you guys are doing. I believe in what your cause is. It's the real deal. I, I have got to figure out a name to call this show because I'd like <laughs> to get you guys back on. And anytime you want to do this, the station's yours. That's what it was created for. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, um, Dre and the WDKX family for allowing mm -hmm. us the platform to be able to do this. We could not do this without you um, being a locally owned and, and radio station and giving us the platform to have this important discussion. All of our families in our community are really, really scared right now. We know yeah. that they want information, mm -hmm. they want support, and you know, having you there to be able to have this forum to have this discussion is something that we truly, truly appreciate. I just want people to know that there are a number of different resources that the city will be announcing very soon. Again, if you are a senior citizen and you're having trouble finding prepared meals, please call 211. Starting on August 10th, we're going to be delivering meals to our senior citizens. We still, um, with support of the superintendent and the school district, are providing meals at our recreation centers along with Food Link. Um, we are supporting our businesses. We've given out over 525 loan um, grants. Um, you know, we continue to support our businesses and we want them to know that uh, we're going to uh, get the dollars that we were given through the COVID um, response 
out the door to the people that need them the most. And we're also in the process of developing some rent relief for uh, tenants and landlords. And so we'll be announcing that in the next couple of weeks. And we will continue to work with the superintendent to make sure that uh, she gets the support that she needs from Thank the city uh, to do what, what she needs to do on behalf of the children of the city. Thank you very Thank much. You. 103.9 WDKX. Have a beautiful day. This podcast is sponsored by VIP Streams TV. VIP Streams TV is a premier cable and satellite alternative. Starting at just $35 a month, VIP Streams TV provides all of your streaming needs in one convenient app. With a customizable TV guide and a user-friendly interface, you can enjoy all your favorite movies, shows, and sports on any Android device. At VIP Streams TV, there are no credit checks, no deposits, and no cancellation fees. Registration is fast and easy at VIP Streams with a Z TV.com. That's VIP Streams TV.com.